Radio Pulpit, 657 AM, your daily companion. 41 minutes after four, that is your time here on Radio Pulpit. My family, great sounds of music uh, bringing us to this time. It's now time for us to check in, in conversation, together with Rand Water, uh, standing by on the line for us this afternoon. You have no idea. I'm busy trying to hustle for you, my family. I'm busy trying to check in with the weather services. If they can actually come through and answer our question, you know, on uh, the weather patterns and why uh, this interesting thing happens where you have different types of weather within kilometers apart of two different places. And so we're really hoping to check in with them on the other side of um, of five o'clock. Uh, but right now, uh, we're really interested and absolutely appreciate that Rand Water was able to make time for us. My family, you would have uh, seen, if you're following the news, how the city of Tswane has been alleging that uh, some of the water shortages in the city are due to Rand Water's inadequate uh, pipe pressure systems uh, in the city. And so, uh, Magenisi Marwa joins us this afternoon uh, to shed some light uh, for us on this matter. Let's welcome the spokesperson for Randwater on the line. Uh, Magenisi, thank you so much for having given us your time. Good afternoon. Thank you and thank you for having me. It's Makinosi. Makinosi, I beg yes. your pardon. Thank you so much, Makinosi. Now let's talk about, uh, you know, uh, you and I were just, uh, you know, having a bit of fun earlier on about it, you know, that now it's sorted and we're absolutely happy because when utilities and municipalities, uh, you know, are at loggerheads, at the end of the day, it is the consumer that struggles. So let's bring a bit of light, bring us to the light. What are these allegations that the city has been making and what is Randwater saying about that? Uh, what really happened is we, we received a complaint from the city of Tuani mm. stating that uh, the, the water pressure is quite low. Some areas don't, don't have water. Mm-hmm. So we then dispatched our technical team to investigate and really try to establish what seems to be the problem. Mm. If, you, if you recall, I think the last time I did indicate that we, we, we're using an integrated system sure. from purifying up until it gets to the end user. Mm. So we investigated uh, our part as rainwater to see where is the problem, is there a problem with the pressure or not. And we established that there was no problem with the pressure. We then advised the city of Tuan to also look at the pressure from their side to check the the Mm. affected meters so that uh, we are able to supply water. Because at the end of the day, we all want to to provide water. It's sure. an essential service. Mm, mm, mm. And so, so where is the matter now? Um, and I mean, of course, you cannot speak on behalf of the city. Uh, but in terms of land water, where are you at now in terms of your systems that uh, supply water to the city of Tuan? Uh, we still stand by what we have been saying that there are no issues from our site. But uh, Minister, I'm sure you've seen the media statement, mm. Minister did call a, an urgent meeting yesterday, which was uh, called by Minister and Deputy Minister of Water and Sanitation, sure. really saying, Renwater, please, please work together with the city of Tuani mm. to really uh, address the acute shortage of water supply in the city. So we have established a, a task team. Mm. We will be working together. 
the operations team and the technical teams. So we will be working together to really come up with solutions. Sure, sure, sure. I'm sure this is not a first, Makinosi. I'm sure we've seen uh, situations before where uh, there's been disagreements between uh, municipalities and service providers and utilities. In that situation, generally, what is the modus operandi? Um, What does the SOP uh, directive say? How should utilities work together with municipalities to really limit uh, the amounts of conflicts that are likely to limit service provision ultimately? Uh, You know, the first thing that we start at, at the Water Service Act that is managing all of us, especially rainwater, but also we've got a bulk water agreements that we sign, those contracts that we sign, it's signed between rainwater and a municipality. Mm. So thereby we really outline exactly what is expected from each party in terms of payment, in terms of the water that we supply, the pressure. So if we are following what we have signed, what we've agreed on, there shouldn't be problems. So if there are issues, we need to go back to the drawing board mm. and look at the contract, where did we go wrong, where did we fault, and also, maybe don't play the the the, the blame game. The blame Let's game. Let's resolve the problem. Mm. Let's resolve the problem. And we we're grateful that uh, the department came through for us, uh, the Department of Water and Sanitation, mm. because remember they they are the department is in charge of, of of the overall in terms of water and sanitation. Sure. So after that meeting, it was agreed that teams will be established, task teams will be established, and we'll be working together. But also, just in addition to that, Makinosi, surely if it's a technical, if, 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 if the city is accusing the utility of a technical matter, surely the city has its own professionals who can then prove, you know, their, their accusations. Uh, is, is it not possible for a team of professionals from both the city and the utility to sort of come together to agree whether the allegations are true or not? Uh, yeah, that's correct. That's what is happening now. That is Fantastic. what is happening. Hence, yes, as hence we have these teams working together. Okay. And also we have communications and marketing teams working together, mm. really pushing campaigns, encouraging people to conserve and use water spelling. That's fantastic because at the end of the day, I mean, you know, for us consumers, sometimes we get away with a lot of bad behavior when uh, utilities and the and the municipalities are at loggerheads because it, it, it exonerates our behavior and yet our behavior behavior is also part of the problem in this in this whole situation but exactly. le- yeah right so education and awareness campaigns those are those are essential yeah so let's come back to last week i mean last week for me was was, was pretty interesting um so uh, Randwater has also issued a statement or a call to the public uh, appealing to anyone whose house is built on water pipes to report this matter. First of all, if somebody recognizes that their house is built on a water pipe, where do they go? Uh, they have to report either to a, a municipality in their area or re- report the matter to the rainwater. But I would encourage uh, people to really use uh, any necessary means. Obviously, if it goes to a municipality, mm. it also gets to rainwater. Let us not really limit people because what we're referring to is called encroachment, when right. people really have houses on our pipeline, mm. or, uh, on our servitudes, on our properties. And it brings a huge challenge and, and a risk. Makenosi, how did we get there? You know... If you can just maybe just run us through some of the reasons why Ayanda would go and 
put cement and build walls, dig a foundation on a water pipe. Why would I do that? I, you know, that's a very important question, but it's, it's very difficult for me to really answer that question. <laughs> but we, we all know that if one needs land, I think they, somebody has to go to a municipality mm. to get permission for land to be allocated. I, I think that's the process that the municipality should be really talking to. And I think it may be crucial to get various municipalities to, to really explain how, how people manage to encroach our, our pipelines and mm-hmm. servitudes. Are these, are these areas demarcated, Makenosi? Is there no clear demarcation? You know, like uh, there's areas where you have in Dambosga case, I don't know what it's called in English, uh, but where you yes. have those big uh, sort of uh, 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 boxes. And you know, for I mean, there's no way you're going to go build a house there. Is there nothing like that with water pipes? They, you know what, they are clearly, clearly marked and demarcated. Mm, you will not mm, even mm, miss. Mm, it's mm, more mm, of a pole mm. and uh, on top of it, it's more of a triangle. They're all over the structure. You can't miss the structure. It's there and it, it's able to guide you. Do not build or do not have a form a structure around these poles. So it's, it's clearly demarcated in various areas. So what is the repercussion uh, for that behavior? Please tell me that we are at least holding one another accountable. I mean, let me share with you. The other day I was driving um, in an area. And I mean, this area is well kept. It's a nice area. You know, it's mm-hmm. nice. People, you can tell people in this area take care of the. You you can tell, man, when it's not just a municipality keeping an area, right? Mm-hmm. And then the next thing, day one. There's one, um, one of the um, uh, uh, um, the litter pickers, you know, the guys that pull those big things on the road. So I saw one of them parked in a particular area. Hey, boy. Day two, there's about three of them. Ha! By day three, there's like a whole community. I'm like, ah, mm-hmm. guys. What's happening here? Yeah. So I'm asking, uh, uh, Makenosi, how are we keeping? Because that's almost criminal. Because... When we see some of the atrocities that happen, you know, in areas where people shouldn't actually be living, you know, it almost looks as if somebody has not done their job. And it's true. We're not holding each other accountable. No, we have to. We have to. And also uh, encroachment, as as, as I call it, it's it's causing a, a number of challenges and risks. Mm. Remember people who are encroaching on our, our properties and servitude, sometimes they vandalize our assets. And also, it, it makes it difficult for us to access our pipelines and, mm. and, and chambers. Mm. So if you want to do maintenance and somebody has built a, a house or a shed there, so can you imagine if we have to say to this person, you have to move? Or should anything happen? Mm. The pressure of water, I don't think anybody understands, the pressure of that water, when it, it if anything happens, the risk would be so huge. But the main thing is vandalism of rainwater assets. Sure. And has 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 the utility identified any such areas at all across the province? Yes, yes, we have identified quite a number of areas, mm. and we are engaging municipalities because remember, municipalities are our customers. So we are engaging municipalities, encouraging them to speak to people who have encroached uh, sure. on our properties. And it, it's a process; it takes time, but we are engaging. Maganosi, are you at liberty uh, to mention some of those areas right now? Uh, yes, I can mention. Sure. I know that in, in Ekuruleni, we have a huge problem in Ekuruleni. Mm. 
Mfuleni, there are other areas in other parts of, of Johannesburg. So it, it's a huge problem in, in various areas of our supply. And I'll tell you the reason why I'm asking that you mention these areas is so that if somebody's listening right now and they're wondering, is my house built on a water pipe? Perhaps yeah. I can go outside and quickly look at that, you know, and understand that it's not a small matter, it's a very serious matter. So what is the corrective plan? Now I have then realized I've built my house on a rainwater uh, a pipeline. I now go to the authorities. What is the next step? Look, the next step, if we involve them, hence we are involving the municipality. If people have to be relocated to a safer place, that's where the municipality comes in. Hence we're saying if we identify, and we have identified uh, people who are encroaching on our, on our mm. servitude, we ask the municipality to intervene, to come in, and really move people if they can move them. Okay, so yeah, yeah. So if the municipality is like a mediating partner in this whole ecosystem, who does the 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 ultimate consumer hold accountable if things you know are not done that were said? So, for example, I go to the municipality and I say, "Hey, guys, I've built on a pipeline. Uh, I was wrong, yes, but now I'm just saying, hey, guys, that's a problem." So, if the municipality then says we're going to remove you, and then they move me to a temporary shelter, which we've seen many times, and then the next thing they never come back, who do I hold accountable? Randwater or the municipality? It should be the municipality because hmm. members run water. We supply water. That's what that's what we do. That's the the core area of rainwater, we supply water. Municipality has different areas, they have different MMCs who are responsible, whether it's housing, whether it's water and sanitation. Mm. So it could be the municipality. Sure. Yeah. Right. So thank you. Thank you for clarifying that, Makenosi, because it's a huge problem. It's a huge problem no, in our it communities. Is. It um, is. And especially because, you know, the minute it touches on your security, uh, housing is a, a fundamental need. And so the minute it touches on that, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a bit of a thing. And so any other uh, updates on water shortages, outages, maintenance, etc.? And before you answer that, let me ask this question. Uh, Makenosi, where where did this whole water problem start? Uh, I, I don't know which area. Are we, are we referring to Tswani or are we just saying... No, just generally in the country. I mean, I remember we had a big uh, build-up to day zero in Cape Town. Uh, so we yeah. understood what the issues were there, that the, it was a dam level issues, right? But I want to yeah. understand it from Randwater's point of view, as a country or rather as a province, where did our water shortages, outages and uh, issues start? Mm-hmm. Water shortages? No, we don't have a shortage of water. Right. As water, we are able to supply and to meet the demands of various municipalities that we supply. Mm-hmm. The problem normally starts uh, during summer season. As we oh. start now with uh, spring, people use a lot of water. Obviously, sprinklers to wash their cars oh. to fill up the swimming pool. Now, remember, now the demand goes up. Now, the question is. Are we able to meet that demand? Each municipality, they always give us a demand. This is how much water we require from right. water. And if they exceed
exceed that demand, mm. then municipalities have to introduce restrictions to say, okay, this meter or this area is using too much water. Maybe they are using their lawns, are filling up their swimming pools, washing their cars, and, and other things. Municipalities have to introduce restrictions. So there is no water shortage. Shortage. We are managing the, uh, our, our resources. Mm. And we don't have water in abundance in this country. It's, it's a fact. We must really acknowledge that. So ultimately, consumer behavior is always at the center of most issues. And, and I suppose this is an appeal then to all of us to use water sparingly. Absolutely, absolutely. We are running campaigns. We'll be working uh, closely with municipalities to run water conservation uh, campaigns, really, really advising and appealing to to uh, water end users to use water sparingly. Fantastic. Mike Nossi, where does the consumer find Randwater? Is there a customer care number that we can call to report to uh, go in account and to, you know, to bring ourselves to account if we've built on a water pipe? <laughs> yes, you, you can visit our website. Mm-hmm. Definitely, that's where you can find information. You can also call my, my number. As the spokesperson, I'll be able to direct you. But our website is www.rainwater.co.za. Yes, and my number also is there. And you can also visit uh, the Department of Water and Sanitation. It will mm. also lead you to that website. So, yes. Fantastic. Information is there and we are, we are available to share information. No, absolutely. And I really appreciate that. I was just sharing, you know, before we got you on the line, that uh, the, the, the culture of conversation has really shifted. And big ups, you know, to utilities for, for, for being available because this is exactly what makes things work when we know exactly what your standpoint is, where we can go to get information, etc. So we really appreciate your time and thank you and all the best, man. Thank you so much, and have a lovely evening. Fantastic. That is Makenosi, I beg your pardon, Maro, who joins us, spokesperson of the uh, utility of Randwater, my family. Uh, you heard it. Please do visit the website. I will also try and find uh, the customer care number on the website just to uh, continue to share it on the program this afternoon. If you've got any water-related problems, uh, Randwater is standing on its feet, and it's ready uh, to take your queries and hopefully sort out as much as possible 59 after 5 my family that is your time let's cross over now to have a look at the latest in the news all of these conversations do remember our podcast so if you visit our website radiopulpit.co.za you'll be able uh, to check out podcasts or programs that you might have missed let's meet in the newsroom as easy as the touch of a button The message of life on 657 AM. Tune in to Radio Pulpit on 657 AM for reliable Christian talk radio at its best. Find your daily dose of Christ-centered motivation and encouragement on Radio Pulpit 657. Download our app now. Tune in to radiopulpit.co.za or find us on DSTV Audio 882 and OpenView 607. Radio Pulpit, your daily companion for more than 40 years, brings a relevant moral alternative to 400,000 listeners in a variety of South African languages. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter and download our podcasts today. You and 657 AM and Life, a winning team on the road to eternity.